Hi, Debbie. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm very happy that you could be here, that I have the opportunity to interview you. Uh, well, you Sorry about the, uh, the time problems. It happens. So let's just get right into the interview. Okay. Uh, your career has primarily focused on voice acting. So yeah. how did you come across this field? How did I come across this field? Yes. Is what you said? Um, it was sort of by chance. I uh, actually was pursuing country music, singing, um, and I sort of segued. I had moved to Nashville for a few years to do that. And then somebody heard my voice and said, oh, you should do um, voice uh, commercials. And they paid for me to do a, a little voice uh, demo with three commercials on it. And um, then I started getting these singing jobs in Nashville, but only singing for commercials, but only singing as a kid. They never hired me to sing as a grown-up. And then um, my agent there said, why don't you do some stand-in work for these 12-year-old boys on these movies, Hey Vern, It's Ernest, or, or Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas, remember those? With Jim Varney, and I said, okay. And one of the moms on the set said, you have a funny voice, maybe you should talk for cartoons. And I had no idea that what that was. I had no idea you could make a living doing that. And uh, she happened to be Scotty Menville's mother. I body doubled him when he was 12 years old. Who I don't know if you know Scotty Menville, but he's an amazing voice actor also. So, uh, long story short, I moved back to Los Angeles. Uh, um, Scotty's mom gave me some great connections, and I called them all. Uh, one of them was Ginny McSwain, and she walked me into um, ICM, and they signed me. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. Here you go. This is what you should do. So, what was your first role, voice acting? Um, my first cartoon, excuse me one second. What is it, baby? What is it, Kiwi? Huh? You want to say hi? Hello, say hi to Andrew. There he is. This is Kiwi. You can see Kiwi on my, uh, my vine. I started vining, and Kiwi's all over vine. Um, my first voice acting job, I think, was a pig. I don't remember the show. But then my first uh, series, let me get the other one, too. Come here, Mango. Come here. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm just such a big boy. Ugh. I don't know if you can see him. There's Mango. Hi. I think my first series was um, Peter Pan and the Pirates, maybe, with Tim Curry and Tony Jay and uh, Jason Marsden. And I got to be Tinkerbell's first voice ever. That was... 65 episodes of fun. So to switch more into an anime, uh, you were Zatch Bell on Zatch Bell. How did you get that role? Well, it was uh, um, one of those uh, anime dubbing jobs. And uh, I don't know, they called me in to audition for it, and I, I did. And then the, you never really know what's going to happen to a show. You know, when we started doing it, they were like, yeah, there's this little character and he's naked and we have to paint dresses on him for every episode um but you know we think you sound like him so then I started doing him and I had no idea it was going to be so many episodes it's a lot hold on I have my 
Come on, go down you go, guys. Down you go. There you go. Here he is. <laughs> Obviously, Zatch is a male character. What were the challenges that you faced acting for Zatch? The challenges for Zatch were um, his mean-ass alter ego. He has the meanest alter ego. Like, his regular voice didn't hurt me to do too much. It was just like, <laughs> But then he turns into this mean, mean guy. See? He's like devil child. And they wanted him like, you know, and that kind of hurt. So we were real cautious with, with the other guy. So which was more fun, Zatch or Zeno, the play? Well, I'd say Zeno was more fun, but Zatch was better on my voice. But it's always, you know, fun to be mean sometimes. Well, not fun to be mean, but, you know, it's different. I don't normally play the meanie. Now, you, you also were involved in Tenchi Muho. Tenchi Muho, yeah. yeah. You played a bunch of voices in that. How does that, like, what challenges were was that, playing so many different voices? You played, like, four or five different voices. Well, I only remember really playing Ryo Oki. I think there were a couple others, but Ryo Oki had so many uh, transformations. You know, he'd be like this cute little... This little kitty kitty, and then he was like a kitty slash bunny, and then he'd transform into like a crazy spaceship, and it would again be in that same place that Zeno was. So it'd be like, you know, the huge crazy transformation. So that was that was I think the most challenging part, but Ryooki was just fun. It was like one of my first anime gigs. And then you've also done some voice acting for a bunch of Miyazaki films. What type yeah. of experience was that? Well, you know, we do them because they're Disney. Well, they, you know, are with Disney. They, um, we do them over on the Disney stage with Doc Kane. So, super fun. It's usually like, um, well, with uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, I had more of a principal role. So, um, hold on, let me see what my agent wants. We're good. I'm waiting on a waiting on a monster high job. Okay, so um, the Disney stage is so much fun and so big. Uh, so when I just did Kiki's Delivery Service, it was just me, and that was you know it's nice, but it's so much fun when it's a bunch of people. Like in uh, what's that one where he's the little blob of water guy? Poop. I forget the name of that movie. Puyo? Pumo? Panyo? Panyo. Panyo. <laughs> That's it. That one was fun because there were so many of us in this giant room looping that. Um, and it's, it's anime, but it's given a little more elevated level because it's Miyazaki, you know? So they take a little more time with it. And, you know, even if it's the same matching the mouth flaps, but you have a little more interest from the producers in getting the acting down, really getting the beats. So they they don't always let you do that in anime. They're like, quick, get through it, get through it, because there's so much to do. Now, to change the focus again, 
you've acted in a bunch of American animation. In particular, you were Jimmy Neutron. Oh, yeah, I was Jimmy Neutron! Yep. How did you get that role? Well, you know, as a voice actor, we go out on a lot of auditions. And it was just another one of those auditions that you go out on. And it was, I looked at the sign-in sheet and it was, you know, me and Nancy Cartwright and Pammy Adler or Adlon and uh, E.G. Daly and... I thought, well, most of those guys, they sound like this, you know, they have that gravel in their voice. And I thought, I can't compete there because I don't have gravel in my voice, right? My voice is ungravel. So I just picked a voice that I could do for a long time and looked at his face, looked at his hair, and I was like, this is a really smart kid. And he said lots of smart things. And, you know, I was a pre-med at UCLA. I graduated as a pre-med uh, with my bachelor's. So... I knew a lot of these big words anyway, and I thought, well, it's, it's fun. But you do your audition, and you go, and you leave it, and you forget about it. And then they called and said, oh, you booked this little animatic, this little short thing. It was like a, a six-minute pilot or something. And so I did that, and then they said, guess what? We're going to do another few of those. And we did another few, and then they said, guess what? It was really cute. We're going to do a feature film. And I thought, Great! And then they said, well, now we're going to do a TV series. And guess what? Now we're doing video games. And so it was, you know, you never know when it starts what's going to happen. In fact, I'm working with uh, John Davis, who is the creator and produce, uh, producer of um, Jimmy Neutron. He's doing a new film with China called, and you're the first one to hear this. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. It's called okay. Smart. And um, I'm working with him a little bit on that. Um, can't really go into any more detail than that, but it's going to be a super cute film, and he's just brilliant, as you know. So, to switch it again, um, you've been in a few live-action films. Uh, you, one of them was, hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Do you feel that that has helped your voice acting career? Well, it was actually my first boy voice role. Even though it was on camera, I just, you know, dressed up like a little boy. And um, I don't know. I kind of just fell into doing all these little boy things. And it did help on the resume because when I went to do um, these series of commercials for the Puttermans, it was this Duracell battery series of commercials. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. My studio is a mess. I had so many people in here. Let's see. Can you see? You were probably too little when we did these commercials, but I'm the boy in there. Can you see that? Yes. And um, they were directed by a guy named Barry Sonnenfeld, who's actually a pretty big director. And he asked me, do you think you can do a boy voice and a boy character? And I said, well, I did Hey Vern, It's Ernest. So in that respect, Hey Vern, It's Ernest helped me because it, it was on my resume as proof that I could do a boy as well as, as Free Willy was proof that I could, you know, pull off a boy. Now, you mentioned earlier on in this interview that you started off by country singing, mm -hmm. uh, have you further pursued country singing? I did back here in L.A. when I got here. I had a band called Honey Pig. 
and that we had a few albums out, me and the other two pigs. Um, that was like for fun. It didn't really go anywhere as far as money making or whatever. But then when I had my kid, I segued into preschool music because I always loved singing and music, but I didn't want to like play out at nine or 10 o'clock at night anymore. I wanted to, you know, sing at 11 o'clock in the morning because when you're a mom, your kids, you know, come first and I, I just can't stay up that late. So my kids' music did really well. Uh, you know, I had Baby Banana went to number one on the charts, and a number of my songs got charted for XM Series Radio. That was loads of fun. I still sing, um, you know, at, at home when I'm out with my friends, and when I have parties, I'll just kind of do these unplugged concerts at my house. I did a little unplugged concert the other day at uh, a coffee house in North Hollywood. Um, that was fun. And, um, it's pretty much just for fun now. I mean, I'm, I love singing on anything, but it was never really a moneymaker for me, you know, like cartoons. So, given that you've done a tremendous amount of voice acting, do you have a favorite piece of work that you have done so far? Well, I think it's fair to say Jimmy Neutron has been, you know, the really fun really most noticeable. There's another one that, um, again, probably when you were so tiny, it was a show Howie Mandel get, did called Bobby's World. And he got a little voice like this. And uh, I did his best friend, uh, Jackie, who um, had these long pigtails like this. And she was kind of really uh, straightforward and a little bit boring. And it was a funny contrast to Bobby. And that was when we were doing Free Willy in Mexico. And I would, you know, be down in Mexico riding the whale for the little boy because I was the whale rider. And then that was before, if I, they offered me the job today, I wouldn't have taken it, obviously, because now I don't believe that whales should be in captivity. But then it was a very fun job for me to ride the whale. So I just want to say that so that people don't think I'm in support of whales in captivity because I'm not. But I'd fly up to do Bobby's World. I'd fly home to L.A. and then go back to do the film with uh, the whale in Mexico. And uh, yeah, Jackie was, was a really fun little role for me. Oh, and Wednesday Adams too. Yeah, because she liked, you know, such morbid things. And I'm actually going to be at Spooky Empire in a couple weeks with E.G. Daly down in Orlando. And that's all about, you know, macabre kind of things. So uh, what are the three things? Uh, Monster High is going to be big there. and. Uh, I guess at Wednesday Adams and um, something else. It's hard to remember them all. And then finally, my final question is that what advice do you have for people who want to get involved in voice acting? Well, it's an acting job. So I would say definitely pursue your acting skills, whether it's uh, improv or theater or any kind of acting training, just because you can have a funny voice doesn't mean you can act. Acting is a skill. Voiceover is a sub-skill of it. And there's just lots to know. So I suppose you need to, I mean, some people are real naturals. But there's a lot of things that make that happen. They're great readers. They don't have any inhibitions. They have a very unique sound. Like this uh, girl I'm vining with who's a, like this huge vine celebrity named Megan McCarthy. I don't know if you vine or not. But she's adorable. 
but she has this helium voice and it's super, super unique and cute. She can't do a lot else than that right now, but I'm just saying that's a very unique thing to be able to do. So I would say anyone who wants to get into voice acting, just, I guess, study. Um, I have a book coming out soon. They can read that. They can um, study with me on Skype if I'm, I mean, I try, you see, it's, it was hard to schedule this interview even with you because we're busy all the time. Um, and I suppose L.A. is where you have to be if you want to do American animation. I think anything else, you can probably be anywhere in the world, as long as you have a good studio. Thank you so much for your time. Obviously, it was pretty hard to schedule this, and it's been <laughs> a huge pleasure of mine. Uh, Me too, Growing man. up, watching Zach Bell, Jimmy Neutron. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And You're I really appreciate it. And this will be up in a few minutes so well good luck to you Andrew it was nice talking to you and uh, if you could go ahead and plug my Twitter at Debbie Derryberry which is do you need me to spell it or do you type it on your thing I'll type it it's just at Debbie Derryberry D-E-B-I-D-E-R-R-Y-B-E-R-R-Y -E -R -R -E -R -R and then I have a YouTube channel that I would love people to go to subscribe mm -hmm. to and again that's Debbie Derryberry has me in a, like a green shirt and a microphone not all those other YouTube videos but like my channel both. Um, I will put both the links above okay. this. And so my Vine is the same. Vine is the at Dobie Dairy Berry as well. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a great day, Andrew. Bye. Got a blast. Bye.